This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession podcast with Chef Mary Mamalidi. Patties are like hot dogs, right? You grab it on the go, people just see it as an in-between thing. Um, people really thought of sitting down and having patties for a dinner. And so I thought it's so easy to bring back something that was old and revive it with a new vibrance, with a new outlook, with a more healthier approach and looking good as well, right? I mean, the word I use now is these days is Instagrammable, right? Um, because we're all eating with our eyes. And so my, my aim was to transform that life we have to cupcakes and tacos and hamburgers, etc. That's Opal Rowe. She's a self-taught patty reinventor and the founder of Stush Patties, a gourmet patty company with filling options like curried shrimp, jerk chicken, lentils, Swiss chard, and salted tofu. And I can't wait to introduce you all to her. Welcome, Opal. Honestly, words cannot describe how excited I am to be talking all things patty with you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, if I could, I could have brought my husband in because we are like, we are always on the hunt in the city of Toronto for tasty patties. And I think today we're actually getting our hands on yours. That's great. I can't wait to hear what you think. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm sure I'm going to love them. They sound delicious. They're different. And we're going to get into a lot of this. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Were you always in the food industry prior to opening Stush? No, I have never been in the food industry. Prior to opening Stush, I actually owned a home care company. So I owned and operated a home care company taking care of seniors. And before that, it was IT, project management, systems um, improvement, that sort of boring stuff. So now I need coloring my life. I need, you know, some arts in my life. So, yeah, I'm cooking now and no way <laughs> okay so, around. right so what was what was the inspiration for opening stush like why did you choose the Jamaican patty to to build your business around you know um I as I mentioned I had another business and one evening I came home late from work and I just wanted something tasty but light not too heavy because it was late and then I realized I was creating a Jamaican patty I was like oh I wish I had one in the fridge and then I thought, but the ones that I know, it's not what I'm craving. I'm craving something where I could taste the chicken. I could taste pieces of chicken wrapped in pastry and have it with a glass of wine. And then I realized, I don't really know such a patty. So I went on a hunt to find one. And I started scourging Google, gourmet patties, that sort of thing, like everywhere. And I thought, gosh, there must be someone or, you know, who's doing this. Um, and I couldn't find anything. And I, I became more obsessed with it as days go by. It's like, surely there must be one. Surely there must be one. And then I couldn't find it. I kept on talking to people. Do you know any gourmet patties? No, not that one. No, real gourmet patties. And then I decided, you know something? I'm going to make one. If there's none, I'm going to make one. And I just didn't make it for myself. I thought that this was lacking in the marketplace. And I'm going to make them. And I thought, hmm, there's only one challenge. I don't know how to make patties. I've never made patties before. I've never even seen patties made before. You've never so, made them before? Never, ever made patties before. Never seen anyone in my life made patties before. No. That's incredible. Okay, so you started 
on the hunt to try and develop this patty. What was that process like? Of course, I had a full-time job at business then. So it was more like, okay, doing some research about patties, that sort of thing. Like, And, you know, the filling, I wasn't really too worried about the filling because I consider myself a good cook, but I'd never made pastry before. I didn't even own a rolling pin. I didn't even own a mixer. Oh, I'm loving right? this. <laughs> There's a little more about learning about the pastry now. But I wasn't looking for like a recipe that I could copy or anything like this, right? In my opinion, rightly or wrongly, if I'm going to do this, I need to make it my own. I need to understand what I'm doing. So it was more about learning as much as I could about pastry, learning about the different types of flour there's out there. I didn't even know there were different types of flour, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, the different types of fat. One thing I knew from, from the get-go was that I wanted to have vegan options because I knew this was lacking in the market. And, um, you know, I love natural food, right? So I don't even see vegan as, you know, just about vegan. I see this natural food. So <clears throat> that night I was craving chicken patty. So I had to make a chicken patty. And I also love natural foods. And I know that that is missing in the market. So the first thing that came to me, okay, so your, your, your pastry has to be vegan. So don't even try to start testing anything else. Don't even think it. Just start whatever. And so I started learning about fats, the pros and cons of different types of fats, flour, that sort of thing, understanding the different types of pastry, whether it's short crust pastry or flaky pastry or that sort of pastry like. And just basically self-learning and practicing. Practice, 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 practice. And and it took a little while before, you know, at first it was okay and it was edible and so forth, but you wanted more than that, right? You wanted something which is more perfection. And that, um, I, I, several reiterations, including when we went to marketplace um, and then we had to move from some of the things that we were buying just in local shops. So, you know, we're doing shortening, for example, from Costco and then you've gotten you want to go into the marketplace, so you need to get from wholesalers. And of course, the Crisco is not in wholesale. So then you have to redevelop your recipe, taking into consideration these kind of products and so forth. And same thing with flour and so forth. Um, and to be honest with you, the pandemic gave me a perfect time for that because there was nothing much going on to start off with. And right. two, there were such long lines in the grocery store and Costco. I wanted to move away from those places as quick as I could. So it was perfect opportunity for me to get commercial products and start testing, um, you know, my, my products properly and so forth. It was, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the name. Where did it come from and why did you choose Stush? So Stush is a popular word in the Caribbean, especially in Jamaica. And um, growing up, it is a well-used word. So any Jamaican hearing the word Stush would know exactly what it means. Um, in, in, in the old days, it's something like posh. In the today's, it's like bougie. But really, what it means is proper, right? So the queen yes. is proper, for example. Are you doing things properly? And so it was a tongue-in-cheek for me because, number one, when I used to like having patties for dinner, my friends would consider that as being stush because patties is a hand food that you grab on the go, right? I would literally have a patty on a plate and want a glass of wine with it. That was unheard of. So... My friends were teasing and say, I'm stush. So when I was thinking of this, and this is exactly what I wanted that night, um, I just thought, you know, hell, it's going to be stush, 
right? I mean, <laughs> and it's, a, it's a tongue-in-cheek uh, and that sort of thing, like. Um, but it does mean doing things properly. And so from that perspective, it's also perfect for the name of the, of, of, of the, of the patties. Because we're using real meats. You can see chunks of meats. We're using real beef broth or chicken broth, that sort of thing. It has no fillers like um, breadcrumbs, that sort of thing. Like So in the, in the scheme of which we're saying, it's, these are proper patties. And yeah, but that's how the name came about. I was just having fun at myself for my friends who would call me stush for having patties on a plate with perhaps knife and fork and a glass of wine. I love it. And the name, I, I just absolutely <laughs> fell in love with the name. <laughs> yeah i mean it, 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 it creates curiosity right so people always want to know does. what is to mean and that sort of thing like and some of those easy names you you know it's not easy to forget even if you don't know the meaning of it so i just thought it was perfect for it so where do you see stush in five years from now um all over canada to start off with in all major cities in canada to start off with um, yeah, again, I really want to spread the culture of, of Jamaica in a positive way to a lot of people who may have not gone to Jamaica, not had Jamaican patties and so forth. And again, not in, for Ontario, I want to be not just in Toronto, which is where you can find most of the cultural foods and patties and so forth. Um, you know, there are people in small cities who would love to have this as well. You know, you go to a ski hill. This is perfect being a ski hill. And so I would like to see the patties to be really a part of the, of the Canadian culture where more people would have seen it on an everyday basis, whether they're buying it in a grocery store or they're getting it from a cafe and just having it on the go or whatever it is. I really want to make patties well-known and more prevalent and established in the Canadian society. I'm Mary Mamalidi, and you're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast. Today, I'm talking with Opal Bro, the founder of Stush Patties here in Toronto. So why are you so passionate about making gourmet patties and sharing them with the world? A couple of reasons. Um, patties have been around for a long time, and you alluded to it. You know, you've been eating patties quite a while. You're familiar with Jamaican patties, and most people would say the same thing. It's, but it's something that they normally have in school. And for most adults in Canada, they perhaps haven't had it again. It's something that you you have to go out of your way to find normally. Um, it's not in your face. And so the patterns have not really changed over the period. So when I started thinking about it, I had this need and it occurred to me that hamburgers have changed, right? As a child, it was more McDonald's hamburgers and so forth. Now you can go to a gourmet restaurant and you can have hamburger for a meal. Um, and the same with tacos. Tacos is a street food. And now you can go into a gourmet restaurant and they're stuffed with delightful things like duck or whatever it is. And it's, you know, it's now upscale. But then I realized the patties had not really changed. And so many people, like we talked about, our food is these days and we eat with our eyes, especially these days. And so my thought was um, patties are already known. I just want to do something different with it, like similar to what has been happening to foods all over the world. Cupcakes. I grew up with cupcakes. It was a little thing, not, not a big thing. And uh, now, you know, a few years ago, people were having cupcakes for weddings, you know, at, at weddings, and they were very creative with it. And so I thought, especially in today, it is so easy to bring back something that was old and revive it with a new vibrance, with a new 
um, look, with a new outlook, with a more healthy approach, which is what people are going for. Um, and looking good as well, right? I mean, sometimes you see some pat- some pictures of patties and it's not quite, the word they use now is these days, it's Instagrammable, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, because we're all eating with our eyes and so forth. And so my, mm-hmm. my aim was to transform that like we have to cupcakes and tacos and hamburgers, etc. And what's the feedback you've been getting? Like when someone says to you, I've never tried one and now I'm finally trying one. How does that make you feel? It's a very warm feeling because it's it's two things. Number one, I, I love feeding people. So just, you know, pe- so many people be and able to enjoy the patties is a warm yeah tender feeling but it's also spreading the culture of jamaica as well in a in a very positive way um we are a multicultural society like i said and one way of learning about other people's culture and being a part of it is through food and um and this way it's it's just again spreading the culture to people who wouldn't have given a second thought to jamaican food or something like that um you know, people think, oh, I don't, but I don't eat beef. Whether you're vegan, that's okay. We have something for you. I don't want too much spice. That's okay. We have one that is not so spicy. That sort of yeah. thing, right? Um, and like I said, just just today where people are so much more aware of the food they eat and the type of food they eat and being able to give them something that they want to eat, but is still very delicious and is a part of Jamaica. That's a very nice, warm feeling. And I love it because you tapped into something that I always say is that food unites us all. Yes, for sure. Food is a common ground. Yes. What's your favorite foods to pair with the patty? So if you have like for a meal, patty and... It depends on the time of the, you know, like now it would be patty and soup. It could be patties and um, Mm -hmm. uh, light noodle soup. Mm -hmm. Um, In the summer, it could be a salad. Yeah. So yeah, it it, it depends on the time of the year and so forth. But for me, it's usually going to be more soup or salad. And I'm not sure if you've seen it, but we also do, I've also created something that I call a patty witch. Patty witch. Okay. Okay. Think sandwich. So we take two patties and then we have in between the two patties, not opening a patty, in between the two patties, mm-hmm. we have, you know, a, a nice Swiss cheese and a nice arugula or something of the sort, roasted peppers, um, a nice dressing. And there you have, it's like a hamburger. You put that between and and that is also very delicious. I am drooling on this end. That sounds fantastic. It is really, really very good. We're talking and it's early morning right now. Is it bad that I'm craving this right now in the morning? (laughs) It's warm and comfort and it's snowing outside. (laughs) Right? It's like a warm hug. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, it's three o'clock somewhere else. So you can you, you can have you can go ahead and have it for lunch or five o'clock. You can go ahead and have it for dinner. How many different types of gourmet patties do you make? So in retail, we have four types. It's traditional beef and we have jerk chicken, which is very, very Jamaican and is jerk is now a very popular thing. So it's it's more chicken with jerk spices and so forth. And then we also have two vegans, so 50-50. We have lentils and veggie, and we have a jerk soy chick, which is like a jerk vegan chicken. In food service, we have a few others, like curried shrimp and Jamaica's national um, fruit, which is ackee. Um, Ackee in Jamaica is typically paired with 
salted codfish to make it ackee and saltfish, which is our national dish. However, mm-hmm. again, I decided to make this a vegan product by pairing it with tofu. And then I salted the tofu to mimic the taste of salted codfish. So it's ackee and salted tofu. So we have those two in food service. And in the summer, I really love that. Like I mentioned before, having natural foods and farm fresh foods and so forth. So in the summer, we normally pair with local farmers and we have other options. Like this year we had Swiss chard and last year we had Callaloo. And um, this year we also had another meat option for the summer, which was um, jerk pulled pork. Canadians love pulled pork. And then I just thought I'd just mix it with Jamaican and have a jerk pulled pork. So in the summer, I usually bring on something different um, just so I can especially um, have a farm to table product, which I'm personally passionate about. And are there any recipes that you're currently working on? Sure. So we're going to be having a, a, a little get together with our team and everybody has their their idea of what they would like for patties, right? So it's a good thing. Again, you know, we have a multicultural team. Mm-hmm. And so everybody had, you know, they're, they're all creative too, right? So, so one person wants to have something with wild mushrooms. One person um, wants an apple patty. So we're just going to make different types of patty for the team. So we're going to be doing um, a turkey and gravy patty. We're going to be doing a paneer and spinach patty. We're going to be doing apple patties. So yeah, that's going to be fun. So I'm just throwing this out there. If you ever need a taste tester. I will send you my information. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Not a problem at all. I'm sure you're a good taster. (laughs) Okay, so I have a couple of games. Oh, of course. Go ahead. Shoot. Okay. Rapid fire. Tell us one thing most people don't know about you. I was on a magazine cover um, for a golf magazine in Japan. That's another episode, a different <laughs> podcast, just to talk about that. <laughs> so name or sing a song that always puts you in a good mood. Uh, staying alive. Staying alive. Yeah. I like yeah. that too. <laughs> you always feel like dancing, right? Would you rather go camping, hiking, boating, or dancing? I suppose I'd have to say dancing. I really love hiking, but I suppose I'd have to say dancing. I love dancing, man. Dancing is next to food. It just energizes you. It just puts, you know. Goes together. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing is just really good for the soul. Now I want to talk a little bit about you and your cooking style. How would you describe your cooking style? So if we're not making <laughs> stush patties, what's your cooking style? So my cooking style is, um, number one, I, I don't use recipes. I, I, I just do. I have a way of being able to see and smell what exactly what I want to create food, mm-hmm. right? So I, 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 I operate by my senses. And so for me, my cooking style is basically throwing some things around and, um, and, and, and making that, creating that. I love seasonal things, like I said. So I just go to the market and see something and it's like, oh yeah, I want to have this or that sort of thing. Like, so it's very, it's very um, laser fair. I do like to be inspired by other cultures as well. So 
um, you know, like the French like cream and, and butter. And I love things with cream and butter or sometimes I'm feeling for Chinese inspired. I don't have to look for a recipe for it. It's like whatever my taste buds are saying or whatever it is, I just go for that. Um, like I said, I tend to be more natural. So I don't use things like ketchup and barbecue sauces and mayonnaise and stuff like that. I tend to just like natural foods. What does the Canadian food culture mean to you? You know, that's a very interesting question. I, I, I love food, as I mentioned 101 times. And I love food from a cultural perspective. For me, food is more about culture than anything else, right? So anywhere I go, I want to have common food that is, that, that is being used or eaten by the people there. So when I came to Canada, the first thing I was asked is, I want a Canadian restaurant. I want a Canadian, I want Canadian food. And it was strange. I was asking a lot of people, and it's like, I don't, nobody could tell me what a Canadian restaurant or Canadian food was that is, you know. And I found that um, interesting at the time. Um, so now I've come to realize that, you know, Canada being the melting pot that it is, and of course, because it's such a large country, um, different people have different likeness and so forth, right? So on the East Coast, you might find people having a lot of seafood and, and that sort of thing. Like, But of course, there are some things that are very, very unique to Canada, right? And I think they should be highlighted more. Um, beaver tail, when I went to Ottawa, it was very, very Canadian. I've never seen a beaver tail anywhere else in the world. Um, but you don't see it a lot. And a lot of people still don't know what beaver tail is. Um, of course, there is poutine, which is very Canadian as well. Um, there is um, butter tarts and so forth. I would perhaps like to see more Canadian food around, even if these, you know, these little snippets or whatever, it's not a meal or whatever. In everyday life, I'd like to see more people knowing that these are uniquely Canadian. But I think generally speaking, Canada, Canada, especially like Toronto now, is like most major cities, which is a big melting pot of um, a variety of culture and um, the food being um, basically a fusion of several culture. There are so many memories tied to food in our lives. So tell me about a cherished food memory of yours. Okay, so I'm going to share something with you, right? So in Jamaica, growing up, we... Well, I've always had animals around me. My father loved animals, and even today he loves animals, right? And so we didn't buy dog or packaged foods like we do now. We'd cook dog food. And so my dad always made something in Jamaica, which is called turn cornmeal. It is equivalent to polenta. Okay. So this is what he would make dogs, right? Um, so he'd cook that, and of course he'd have any like leftover things in it as well that thing smells so good and it's like why do you have to give the dogs that and why did you put the leftover in there because I wanted to eat it so badly it was so good I wanted to deprive the dogs of their meal <laughs> and so now I really still love turn car meal I mean I cook it well but it's never the same as my dad cooking it for the dogs that was just so very special so every time I hear of polenta or whatever I'm just reminded or if I see polenta I mean I'm just reminded of my dad it takes you back to that yeah 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 see it's amazing okay fill in the blanks blank is how I temporarily escape meditate if I could go anywhere right now I would go to blank Croatia okay 
I want to try blank. Skydiving. Oh, brave. Why not? I just live for the moment, sort of. Yeah. That's it. I'm always late to blank. <laughs> Meetings. <laughs> <laughs> This one. <laughs> Except this one. You were on time. You were before me. <laughs> I like to ask all my guests to share a little kitchen confession with us. Do you have one that you'd like to share? Uh, well, I think um, I, my, my kitchen confession is that growing up, I loved cooking. And my parents, didn't, especially my father, didn't like my food. And I remember... <laughs> I remember... I cooked Christmas dinner um, when I was a teen. Mm. It was a big task to take on. And again, I don't know where this came from me because, you know, Jamaicans are, they like their food, Jamaican cultural food. They hardly eat, you know, anything else. You know, it's no different from Italians or whatever. Nope, no different. But I've always been, but I've always been intrigued by multicultural food, always. And I remember this Christmas, I cooked beef roulade and I still don't know where I got that idea from because there was no internet in those days and my beef roulade I don't know I cooked <laughs> beef roulade and potato croquettes and I'm, you know I've never cooked that again in my life and I don't know where it came from and my father just looked at the food and said who chewed that food and spit it in the plate and he didn't have any Christmas dinner that day <laughs> But I was not deterred. I was not going to be deterred. I was going to cook whatever I want. And I continued today to cook a wide variety of foods that just tickle my fancy. Oh my goodness, I'm getting a visual. I can actually picture this. <laughs> he was just so Seriously. shocked. You know, this is not a Christmas dinner, you know? Where's the rice and peas and the chicken and the whatever else, you know? Beef roulade and potato croquettes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, and so today, oh. I've made potato croquettes, but I've never had that combination. I don't even think I've made beef roulade again. And where did I get this idea from? I was probably 16 or 17. I was still in Jamaica. There was no internet. There was no, I'm sure it was an encyclopedia. I don't know where it came from. That's what I did with the <laughs> Oh my goodness. And if listeners want to reach out for more information, they want to find you, want to try your products, how can they find you? At Stish Patty on Instagram. That's where you're best found. I'm also on Facebook. And we're also on the World Wide Web. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. It has been fun. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. It's that time. We've reached the end of another show. Did we get your stomach growling? Head over to kitchenconfession.com for more recipes and foodie finds. Plus, you can check out ami.ca forward slash kitchenconfession for all the latest on the podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and review so we can keep bringing you more episodes you'll love. Our producer and editor is Matt Agnew, and I'm your host, Mary Mammolini. Thanks for listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.